thank you that there is no other name than your name, Jesus. We give you praise for the power that is in your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Why don't you guys grab a seat? Thank you, team. Um, how phenomenal was that moment? And I just believe that was a prophetic moment of lifting up the name of Jesus. And in that, you know, Amy was praying for the next generation. But in that moment of lifting up the name that is above every other name, everything finds its place. God's will is outworked. Darkness is broken. And I actually believe in that situation that battles that you're facing have actually already been won, you know, as we're waiting for test results, that those test results will be good, you know. Things that are happening in families are actually going to be broken in Jesus' name. And how often do we know that in church life, not only are we fighting for things in our own lives, but for a community. So, awesome. We're going to hear from Tom now. Why don't you guys give him a round of applause? Always good to hear from Tom. He's got a ripper of a word. Thanks, Dino. Thanks, Maury. His servant hearts, I love it. <laughs> so good to be here, church. Ah, oh, so good to be here. I don't know if you may probably haven't been aware, but Ames and I have been off for um, been away the last two weekends, and oh, it's just so good to be back in church. Like, ah, oh, it's so good to be just connected with you guys again. Um, we do truly just love it, and. Um, and do you know what I love as well? Even though we've been, uh, haven't been in church, it, um, this week both Amy and I had the chance to listen to Sarah's message from a couple of weeks ago through SoundCloud. I think that is just that is such a cool thing. <laughs> like, and I know that there's there's some people um, in our church who they just can't make it on a Sunday for for whatever reason. Um, we've got a, a, a an amazing man who's. Uh, in our church, but uh, he's in Sarah Clayton and just can't get here on a Sunday. But he listens to every message on SoundCloud every week, and he's every time he's just saying thank you on the little the little chat thing at the bottom of. So Carl, I reckon it's a really cool thing that we get to uh, to listen to these messages and and be encouraged and built up when when we can't make it on a particular Sunday. But yeah, Sarah's message. Um, I was challenged by that. If you were here two weeks ago, um, you were heard it. If you weren't, I encourage you to, to get on SoundCloud. Um, you can look it up through our Facebook page and, and have a listen. Um, but she was talking about the significance of community. And she spoke, she spoke about that through the vision that we have as a church. And, uh, and that vision is, uh, part, part of it is to break down the walls between the church and the community and, and to equip people to grow and flourish. So I'm just going to quickly, for a couple of minutes, just like not even that, just unpack what Sarah's talked about because it's going to be a bit of a lead-in to what I'm sharing about, okay? So yeah, she, so she was bringing that and, and she, she was talking about the need for us to fight for community, fight for our community of faith and, and what we stand for here and our connection and our love for one another. It was really awesome. Um, and then she also talked, which I'd never heard before, um, about the four stages of community. Um, and that was, that was just kind of like, for me... Um, um, so I encourage you, to, I'm not going to talk about that, but just go and have a listen. And then Sarah also spoke about four things that she felt that God had been speaking to her about um, that in this season that we are in as a church, the four things that have been trying to or an attempt to undermine that um, community that we have here. Um, she talked about distraction, discouragement, disconnection and division. So it was, a, it was really great and very challenging. You know, I believe that what we have in our church, what we have here is worth fighting for. The community that we 
uh, uh, that community of faith and that connection, what we is, have established in our community, the, the, the lighthouse or what you like to call it, or, or the impact or the influence that we have on our community, it's worth fighting for and guarding and working for. Yeah? And most of all, what we are laboring for, what we want to see happen in our community is worth fighting for, don't you reckon? Well, we want to see a community and we want to see our world impacted with the love of Christ. Um, you know, as long as we have breath in us, we have the opportunity to make a difference. And what I love uh, is the, the difference that we can make individually is nothing compared to the difference that we can make when we're together and what we do. And, and when the church has a light that shines bright and clear and that, uh, that just reflects the heart of Jesus, when that is, is reflected into a community, the impact that that can have is so much more significant than any individual impact that we can have on our own. And so I think what we can do individually is significant, but let's do it in the, in the midst or in connection with the body of Christ. And that's significant because uh, that impact is far greater, yeah? Um, yeah, and so I suppose the question we need to ask continually for ourselves and every church um, as well is what, okay, what, how does our community see us? What is, what is this, when the community thinks about our church, what do they think? Um, and that's, that's important for us to be thinking about it. Okay, I'll let, um, yeah, I'll leave it there. I need a drink. <laughs> so I've got a, um, a scripture or a Bible story that's been on my, in my heart that, um, I want to share with us this morning, and I believe it's God's word for us today, and uh, and I believe it's going to help all of us, every single one of us. And it, if you're part of this church, it's going to help you. If you're a part of a different church, if you're visiting with us this morning, you're a part of a different church. I pray that this message will be helpful to you also, right? But it's it's what I feel is the story is about is about helping everyone, every one of us, every Christian to find their place in the body of Christ, in the community of faith, in their local church, okay? It's an awesome story. It's in Exodus seven, chapter 17, verses 8 to 13. All right. While the people of Israel were still at uh, Rephidim, the warriors of Amalek attacked them. Moses commanded Joshua, choose some men to go out and fight the army of Amalek for us. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill, holding the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did, did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron and Hur climbed to the top of a nearby hill. As long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hands, the Amalekites gained the advantage. Moses' arms soon became so tired, he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands, so his hands held steady until sunset. As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. After the victory, the Lord instructed Moses. No, I think that's where I, I wanted to stop there. Yeah. <laughs> As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. How cool is that story, right? Such a cool, it's the synergy of not only like just warriors doing their thing, but how God 
and, and what he, he's asking and his command to Moses to hold his arms up. And I'm, as long as you hold your arms up, I'm going to be at work and fighting for victory. And, and so, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. And then, obviously, people coming along and helping. I believe that this story gives a snapshot of what it looks like for a community of faith, the local church, to function effectively. So in this story, they have two types of people, okay? So the first are those who added. I want you to say added, repeat, added. So there are those who added to the cause. So we have Joshua and the Israelite men, right? There they are. They're, they're on the battlefield. They're fighting. They're in the trenches. They got their swords. They got their, 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 um, their stuff. They're in and they're, they're doing it. They're on the battlefield. So they're adding to the cause, but then there's Moses, the anointed leader, and he's being obedient to God. He's adding to the cause because he's doing what God has asked him to do, to stand on the hill all day with his arms in the air. Oh, my gosh. I get here in one song trying to praise God. I'm going to hold my hands up the whole song. And it's just like, oh, oh, man. And you get halfway through and you're like, all right. Yeah, it's still up. It's still up. Right? He had to do it all day. Right, that's crazy, man. So Moses here, he's adding his weight his, his, um, to the cause. And then there's Aaron and her who come along and see what's going on with Moses. And are like, we've got to help. We've got to do something here. Because, and so they come and they prop up Moses' arms when he becomes weary and can no longer hold him up himself. So you see in this story, everyone, every single person is adding. Everyone's doing something to add to what God wants to do and the victory God's bringing about. So, repeat out, add. And the second thing we have in this story, the second type of people, we have a few men who upheld. I want you to say upheld. They upheld the man of God. We have Aaron and Hur who brought encouragement and strength to the man of God. They upheld, say upheld. They upheld Moses' arms. You know, in church, we're at all, all of us, every Christian in, in a local church is asked to do at least one thing by God. For some people, they're asked to do a second thing. The one thing that we're all asked to do is to add. You know, the little sidebar to this, and, and actually um, Colin said this before, and it's so true. You know, we're not all necessarily asked to add by the same measure, but we're all supposed to add. We all have a role. We all have something that we can give to add to the body of Christ, to add to the local church. So as well as that, so we're all asked to add, but then there are some who, who are then asked to uphold. You know, the one thing that we are not supposed to do is do nothing. Can I show you what happens when someone decides not to add. Can I actually I'm gonna need Rosie and Dean for this. I didn't prepare them for this. I was meant to do that earlier, but what I want you to do, I want you to come over here. We're gonna have a little object lesson, all right? Very good. So Dean, you're gonna stand here. Rosie, you're behind him for a second. Now Dean, your objective, right, is to get over there. Okay, Rosie, your objective, first of all, is you want to help him. Okay? So you're gonna push him on the back and you got get over there. Go. Go, go, go. Oh wait well, that's good. That helped. What a... All right. All right, come back. Oh, no, we'll just come over there. We'll just... Well, now... now the, no, stay here, stay here. Now the objective is to get over there, okay? Now, Rosie, come back. Back behind, Dean. Now, Dean, you want to get Rosie over there, but Rosie, you do not want to get over there. 
Yeah, you're just gonna you're staying there. You're not doing anything. So Dean, you got you got to take Rosie with you, but you got to try and get over there. Okay. Go. Very good. Okay, now Dean, just let it go. Very good. So, the moral to this story, when you do nothing, you're actually dead weight. To be part of the local church and not out actually means you're detracting from what God can do and what the church is wanting to accomplish. You know, there's another part of that object lesson which we didn't quite get to, but people wonder why the church is not meeting their needs anymore it's most likely that the church got sick of carrying you and dropped you back there and left you behind the only instance for someone not to add in the context of local church is one if you're a visitor and two if you're new to the fellowship okay I feel like there's a full on <gasps> like all the air went out of the room for a moment. But come on, I love you guys, right? Truly I do. I love this church. I love God. I love what we are called to and what we're wanting to, the impact we want to have on our community. Come on, what we're doing is significant. But we got to we all have a role in that in to add. So my I suppose now what I want to do is I want to talk about what it is to add. What is, what do we, how do we add? What, do we, what does it mean by adding? And then I want to look at also uphold and what that is. So when I, when I, another little sidebar for us all. To, this morning, kind of primarily what I'm going to share about is how we can do all this in the context of a Sunday morning, right? But we add so much. We, can, we have the opportunity to add in much broader sense than just a Sunday morning. Like, because church is more than just a Sunday service. We have our small groups. We have our other groups, youth, and all that kind of stuff. So, but kind of, because I just wanted to centralize it around one theme. I'm, I'm primarily going to be just talking around Sunday mornings and our opportunities that we have on a Sunday, okay? Does that make sense? Um, but yeah, it does extend beyond that. So how we add, what does it mean to add? It starts purely just with the pr- in the practical sense, and it's what um, Colin was talking about before. Actually, Colin and I had not chatted once this week. We have not chatted at all. So it was really amazing to, to hear your um, giving talk today. So the practical sense is just joining a team, serving. And not just joining a team. It's not just about being a part of a team, but it's about adding to a team. Now, uh, there's a couple of blokes in our church that I just... I love to see them serve in the house because I, I know that they do it and they actually bring great strength to this team. And, and that is Lucas and Tony and your service in the... <laughs> and the weight that they bring to the service team in, in serving us after church is fantastic. You guys are great. And the other thing and part of this is... what? Come on, let's come with a willing heart. Let's come prepared, like prepared, we've got to come prepared and we've got to come on time. There's someone, another person that I want to, a couple of people I want to honour in this regard and that is Sarah Jane and Matt Knight. They do an incredible job 
coming, when they do their, sh- their shine for the kids up here, they come so well prepared and they're always on time ready to, to run an incredible program for the kids. I just think that is so awesome and, and they come with an incredible heart. Um, 1 Corinthians 15, 58 explains this in a word. So, dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. How awesome is that scripture? Boom. (laughs) Come on, let's work enthusiastically. Just being on a team doesn't mean you're adding. You can be on a team, but your attitude and your approach to it means you're still detracting from its effects and what it can accomplish. You know, so adding on a Sunday extends beyond just being involved in the team. When you're not on team or when you're, because, you know, often there's a roster and you might only be on once or twice and that is fantastic, right? But if you're not on a team, you still have the opportunity to add to a Sunday service and to what we do every morning. Um, And it's probably an even better opportunity to be able to add because you're not distracted by what you're doing in the team. Because I know that um, the, the people that come and do helps, they get distracted because they've got to come and take these and go out there and count it so they don't get to be a part of the worship time and they get to miss that whole part of the service. And, and then there's other people, uh, the person who's doing, um, the, looking after this area of, of church and they're often out and about trying to make sure, oh, is it nice in here? Is it? And so they're, they're distracted. But all of us who, who aren't on team for a particular morning, we have the opportunity to bring great weight and add something significant on a Sunday morning because we aren't on team. So what do I mean by that? We can add in praise and worship. So by doing that, we're engaging in the praise and worship. We're allowing our hearts to, uh, to engage with the team up here and with God, obviously. And we're helping to build a platform for the ministry through what we do at this time and through the, the little time at the end of the worship service where God was ministering like that. You know, as we engage in these things, we're actually laying a platform to be able to, God to be able to work. And when I say engaging in praise and worship, it doesn't mean you have to be all happy, clappy like me, right? Not at all. Because I'm a little bit extravagant or probably a little bit over the top when it comes to that. I'm a little bit less now um, once I've had children. But, yeah, it doesn't matter about how clappy, happy you are. It's more about your heart and whether you're expressing your praise to God and your adoration to God. Are you engaging in the time, right? And, um, and it doesn't matter. Look, we're all going to express our worship to God outwardly very differently, and that's fine. The other thing we can do in how we add in on a Sunday morning is, is that we have respect for the people who have put the time in to prepare to minister on a Sunday morning. And we can do that just by simply making sure at church on time. Because people have put the effort in to minister and prepare themselves, like this worship team, every week preparing and the person speaking, if we want to truly add on a Sunday morning significantly, then we should respect the preparation of those people and be at church on time and be ready to engage from the very first thing. I say that because every part of the service is significant and is important. Uh, And in particular, I want to make reference to our praise time at the start of church. It's often the first thing that any church does is has a praise time. And it's important. I want to read Psalm 100, verse 4. It's an incredible scripture. And this is why we praise God at the start. Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving 
Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Well, when we're starting something, whenever anything in the Old Testament, whenever they started something, they always started by praising God. And it's because as we praise, we kind of enter into something together and it actually causes us to lift our focus off of ourselves and put it on the place where it needs to be. Because every time we come into church, we've, we've come from all our week and all our circumstance and it's the perfect opportunity to come in and to, okay, let's lift our gaze once again onto Christ. And He then ministers and works in our lives, right? And praise is significant for that. The other incredible thing about praise is in Psalm 22.3. And um, I love this scripture as well. It says, Yet you are holy and enthroned on the praises of Israel, or enthroned on the praises of His people. When we praise God, we're actually giving Him, a, we're actually enthroning Him. We, we, um, <laughs> we're creating a throne for God to come and sit amongst us. On, and we're saying like, God, you are God. And so when we come and we praise God intently and engaged in praise, we're actually saying that you are Lord over this place. And we're inviting Him here to be enthroned in this place. Yeah, I reckon that's powerful stuff. Okay. And then the other thing, <laughs> this is going to be good. When someone is bringing the word, you listen intently, ready to grow and, res- and be changed. And that's when you can all say amen. <laughs> no, it's very good. You guys are listening incredible. <laughs> Adding is significant. Come on, what we, our, our role in, in the local church to add is significant. You'll grow so much in your faith when you learn to add in your local church. You won't get discouraged and disgruntled and you'll be, you won't be that dead weight detracting from the impact of the church. Come on, let's, let's add and let's be a part of setting up and creating um, that, that renown that our church has in this community because we're all adding our weight and helping this church to be the best it can be. Cool? All right. So let's look at uphold. What does it mean to uphold and why is it that only some do it? Actually, I'm not even going into the why, so don't even worry about that. You can figure that out yourself. (laughs) Um, First of all, who has been encouraged by this church? Hands up. Hands up. You've been encouraged by our church. Very good. Very, very good. You know, we, who's, okay, who's been encouraged by our Sunday services at any point? Yeah? Yeah. Come on, we have a great church and we get encouraged by this church. Church is our, you know, Sunday services, it's our opportunity. And even all the other programs and things that we get to be a part of, it's our opportunity to be encouraged and built up and strengthened. And that's a great thing, right? And so, and this is what, in church, this is what we call ministry, um, you know, a large part, so us growing and being encouraged is ministry, right? We're ministering to one another. A large part of that ministry happens on a Sunday but through our worship and times and through the preaching of the Word, but it also happens through our connections with one another and the times that we have to just to, you know, oh, this is what's going on in my life, and we get to, to you know, speak into each other's lives, help in each other and things like that. 
So this is our ministry. This is us being encouraged and strengthened, right? Um, and so what else do I need to say on that? And so this, this opportunity to be encouraged and strengthened is also incredibly significantly brought about through the time, the labour and the energy and the prayers and the burden of our senior ministers, Josh and Sarah, yeah? Their willingness and ability to try and create a place where we can come and be encouraged, put in a structure in place where we can um, you know, build into each other's lives. This process, so the process of upholding is the few people who come alongside and bring courage and strength to those who minister publicly within the life of a church. And, and, in, and most importantly, who uphold the senior ministers in a church. You know, some are called, some people are called to be Aaron and hers in the church. Uphold those who God has appointed. Some of you here already may believe that that is part of your role in the church, which is fantastic, right? And some of you here might be thinking, oh, I'd love to be one of those people, or I'd love to do something like that at one point. And that is awesome too. There's no reason why someone can't be a person who decides to uphold others. Um, but it doesn't have to be all of our roles. Okay? And so I, I try not want to try and come in and talk about the, the distinction, hopefully. What do I need to say? I'm trying I feel like I'm not making sense. Okay, so what does it look like? We, look, we all want to look at Aaron and her and, uh, and look at the distinction between these two men. Um, some of you who may not have heard this story before might not know a lot about these two men, so I want to kind of just bring some distinction for you because firstly, there are, there are kind of two parts or two people, two kinds of people that can uphold um, the leadership or the, the people who are ministering in church. Firstly, it's those two that are, are kind of recognised in the church as ones who uphold, right? Um, so that's the Aaron's, and we're going to talk about why that is. And then there's those who don't get recognised. So they're the hers, okay? So the Aaron, so Aaron in the Bible, he was kind of the man next to Moses. Um, even Moses was, um, in the very beginning, was so kind of uh, worried about his ability to speak publicly, he asked God to have someone who could speak for him. And so Aaron, his brother, was that person. So Aaron was basically Moses' representative who would go and speak on his behalf to people. So Aaron was an incredibly significant minister in his own right. He was an amazing man uh, and he was a, the, the high priest of the Israelites. I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah, he was the high priest. So he was um, kind of had great recognition in the people of Israel. Um, so... So the Aaron's in our church or in, in a church context, uh, they're often significant ministers in their own right or they're heavily involved in the ministry already of the church. Um, but they also recognise God's appointment on the, in the church as well and God's appointment on specific people, in particular the senior ministers. You know, you notice in the story that we read at the start, Aaron, when he saw Moses' hands getting tied... He didn't come up and go, oh, look, I'll just grab the staff. You just, just give me the staff. I'll hold it up for you for a little while. He didn't take the staff off of Moses. but he, So he recognized the authority 
and the appointment that was on Moses and what God had positioned him to do, instead of just, well, I'm, I've, got, I've got recognition as well, he didn't come and take the stuff. No, he, he decided, no, I'm going to uphold the, the appointed person. Does that make sense? Cool. And he decided that I'm going to bring courage and strength when it's needed. A great example of that in our church, um, I believe, is Dean and Nancy. Um, these people both have great recognition in our church. They've been strong leaders in our church for a very long time. They, they form part of the eldership of our church, right? Um, but they both significantly add and bring strength to, in their own ways to the ministry, the public ministry of this church, particularly Josh and Sarah. And, uh, and so that is just an example of what I'm talking about. I'm going to unpack a bit more in a second about what that looks like on a Sunday. Um, but, then I, uh, but first of all, I just want to look at the hers. What are the hers in, that, in this context? Um, so her in the Bible, we don't really know much about him at all. Um, but he just happened to be there on this day to be the second person to uphold the other arm of Moses, right? So he's the unrecognized. And that happens so often in church. But what was significant about her is he witnessed the need. Like he saw, he was moved by what was going on. He could see his, his brothers down on the battlefield. Whenever Moses' hands would come down, he could see what was happening. Oh, they're getting overwhelmed. All this stuff that's happening. We've gotta, I've got to do something. And I don't know if he was old and that's why he wasn't down there or if he was young and that's why, he, I don't know why he wasn't down there. But he, what could he do? And, and he saw the need, he saw what was happening, but he also saw the pain in Moses. You know, he was, oh, he couldn't hold his hands up and he decided, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to uphold Moses, right? The hers in a, in a church context who are people who would feel compelled to uphold in prayer their leaders in church, particularly to uphold them in prayer without agenda, but just to pray for them because they are their leaders. And they support their leaders practically without even being asked. And I believe there's a great example of that in our church that I want to honour this morning. Um, so this person, to, to just about everyone here, would probably be unrecognised. So the high irony of this situation is it's, now they're going to become an Aaron, because I'm going to make them recognized. <laughs> is, that, is that funny? I don't know. I thought that was funny. <laughs> but um, this person is Lynn. Um, she's hating that I've just said that, I can guarantee. Um, because, G she, sorry, Lynn does all those things that I just talked about. She prays and upholds our leaders in prayer, and she supports them in practical ways without even being asked. Um, so let's look at a Sunday, and, and I'm going to pick on Nancy and Lynn a bit more throughout the rest of this. <laughs> so how does this relate to a Sunday? So as one who upholds in the church uh, on a Sunday, one of the greatest, if you feel like you are a person that is positioned to, to uphold our church leaders or those who minister on a Sunday, right, then... I believe that there's one key thing that you can do that is really significant on a Sunday that some people may not be aware of at this point. And that's why I just want to make it known because it might be something that really encourages you and helps to position you better as an upholder, okay? And that thing is to get to pre-service prayer. So that starts, and this is a tricky thing because pre-service prayer is at 8.30. <laughs> wow, 
8.30 on a Sunday morning. I can tell you, it is tough. <laughs> it is rough. But, you know, pre-service prayer is, is significant. And, and both Nancy and Lynn are here on a Sunday morning at 8.30 on the dot, without a doubt, every week that they're here. And it's in- incredible because they actually bring great courage and strength to the church and the people who are ministering that morning. Because every Sunday, without fail, no joke, without fail, I love it because these two in the pre-service prayer always pray. They are so, I'm so sorry, Nancy and Lee, I really am. (laughs) But I love you guys and and I think the great courage that you bring to me when I minister on a Sunday morning and I know the great, great courage that you bring to Josh and Sarah and the worship team as we minister on a Sunday is significant. So, um, that's just something that I feel like um, to come along in a pre-service prayer, you get to hear the heart of the ministers because every Sunday morning at a pre-service prayer, the people who are ministering, whether it's a worship team or the preacher, shares a bit about what's on their heart. So, they get the, the upholders get to hear that and they can be praying into that and they can be believing in faith for those things and, uh, and it brings great strength to have that on a Sunday morning. So, I felt that, um, I felt a little bit worried about bringing my message this morning because I know that um, I've probably been a little bit brash in in some of how I've communicated with us this morning, but my hope is and my heart is that we've caught God's heart and and my heart really in um, that I love this church and I love all of you and I want to see you thriving in the purpose and the call that God has on your life. And most of all, I want to see this church being having an increasing impact in our community. And, uh, and I believe that we do that when we can all add our weight, whether it's on a Sunday or in some other way. And we can all add on a Sunday, whether we can't be on a team or can, but when we're just here, with, in, with our presence kind of and adding weight and bringing great strength to our services through how we involve and engage ourselves. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of my message this morning. And if you guys want to be involved in a team, um, come and talk to Colin. Colin put, basically put his hand up to be that person this morning. So that was great. Thanks, Colin. <laughs> come and talk to Colin. And, um, you know, we want to get, I would love to see all of you guys, if you can, to be involved in a team on a Sunday, to get on the roster once or two times a term. Um, that would be fantastic. But most of all, come on, let's come ready to engage and to, to add weight to what God wants to do on a Sunday morning. And then beyond that, let's, let's engage and add weight to all the things that we put our hearts to as a church, all the things that Josh and Sarah, you know, we've got our Christmas gala coming up. What an opportunity that we have to be able to add weight to an incredible event that's going to bless our community. And um, so, yeah, these are the things. And so if the worship team want to just jump up for us, we'll probably end with a praise song, um, guys. Um, But I'm just going to pray in a moment. Maybe we can all stand, church. If you felt challenged by what I've said this morning, that is a good thing. I, I, I was hoping to challenge people this morning. Um, but more than that, I just hope that the Holy Spirit has challenged you. Um, and, and may we all grow in how we add weight. You know, there's so much that I can, and, and Nancy and Lynn and all of us, um, 
can grow in how we engage and come prepared and ready to bless each other in our service on a Sunday. And um, so I'm just going to pray into that. And, uh, and yeah, if, if you feel feeling challenged this morning, just open your hearts to God and, and just allow... And some, some people may feel like they need to say sorry to God and that is perfectly fine also. And so as we pray, just do that. But let's just engage... Uh, let's, let's have a heart to, from this point forward, go, God, no, I'm going to engage, I want to add my way to what we do in this assembly on a Sunday, but also in, what, in how we have an impact on our community. Almighty God, I just honour you in this place. We thank you that you are indeed enthroned over this house in our praises in our worship and adoration of you. God, we thank you for this house and the encouragement and the strength that it's brought to each and every one of us. We thank you for the opportunities that this house has given us to grow, but also to serve and to, and to connect and to minister to one another. God, we just thank you for this community, God, and what, uh, what you want to do in, in impacting our community. May we continue to, to uh, just strengthen the light that we have in this house. May we continue to, to strengthen the impact, God, that you want to do and what you want to have on this community, Lord. And so this morning, uh, we hear your word. We hear your word from Exodus uh, 13 uh, about the people of Israel and, and when they went to battle and when they went to fight for their, uh, their community, for their livelihoods, Father God. And we see the example of, of everyone putting in and adding their weight, adding their time and their engagement. And so this morning, God, we, we make that declaration, we make that commitment, Lord God, that we want to be ones that add strongly to what it is that you want to do on a Sunday, but more than that, what you want to do in, in impacting our community. And so we thank you for these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, church. We're going to end with a song and, uh, and then we're going to get out and we're going to minister and connect with one another over tea and coffee.